I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. What the world's gotten to For people like me For people like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Court starts now. I'm still around 
Tuesday morning, St. Louis, at all points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court, on kevinslaytonshow.com. You can hear the live version right here every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Central Time, where you will get the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. You don't get it anywhere else. Trust me, you don't. You know that, I know that, they know that. And you can hear it on podcast right here on our website, on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, any place that you hear podcasts. So pop open your Monster Energy drink can. I use the sugar-free one, 10 calories, no sugar, but you can choose your own. Get yourself that punch of energy for the Monster Energy drink that only Monster Energy drink gives you. Unleash the beast in you. And then if you're thinking of a new car or truck or SUV, give stl-cars.com a look. Go on their website, stl-cars.com. Check out over a 1,000 vehicles there. Pick one you like. Call or text 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Ask for Don. Tell him we sent you. They're locally owned and operated right here in Ellisville off Manchester Road. And they'll take care of it. Tell them the price you want to pay, and you'll presto get that car or that vehicle, that truck, that SUV, whatever it is you pick. He has an ex- a huge, expansive in- inventory around the country, and he can choose from there. So if there's something that you really want and it's not quite there on the website, call him or text him anyway, and he'll find it for you. 314-626-3251. Remember, I've purchased three different vehicles through the years from stl-cars.com. My son just purchased an SUV. So we are here to tell you it's the way to go. Don't make getting a car like going to the dentist. doesn't have to be that way. This is the easy way, the comfortable way. And you can take my word for it. Have I ever misled you? No. I don't lie. If I find a sponsor is lying to me, they're, they're no longer a sponsor. That's happened before. But stl-cars.com, I can tell you, Four different cars now in my family. 314-626-3251. I guarantee you'll be glad you made that call. Well, it's no surprise that we're right back where we were just a few days, weeks ago with another indictment. If you listen to the song that you just heard as we open the show, Richmond, north of Richmond, by Oliver Anthony. He is the rural farmer who dropped to his knees. Now, this is a guy, when I when I say dropped to his knees, this is a guy who was suffering from alcohol and depression. And just out of nowhere, a month ago, fell to his knees. He asked God to deliver him from drinking and depression. He cried out for a purpose, as he described it. Looks like God gave him one. Speak truth to power through his music. And he sure did. That song has risen to number one. (laughs) That shows you how quickly in America your life can change, right? 
It's the number one song on the iTunes music chart. The video has nearly 9 million views on a tiny West Virginia radio station YouTube page. It is resonating with Americans, and so are these indictments. This is why President Trump becomes more and more popular every time he's indicted. Now, we know what the plan is. The plan is to convict him at one of these kangaroo courts. They don't care if the conviction stands. They do not care. That's not what they're out for. They're not out for a permanent conviction. They're out for one conviction at the local level. Because they know that if they get that, the appeal process won't take place until after the election. And they believe they will have tarnished President Trump. It's not a coincidence that these cases are being brought in uber-liberal jurisdictions. And when we have county prosecutors, and you'll hear from Lindsey Graham a little later on in the show, county prosecutors are given the ability now to prosecute presidents. My question to the Republicans is this. Where in the F are you? Why don't you have some county prosecutor who's a conservative Republican start charging Biden with 75,000 counts of racketeering? bribery, treason. Where are you on this? The Republicans continue to sit on their ass, do nothing, speak, scream, yell, and do nothing. Republicans are the most worthless politicians I've ever seen. The liberals are despicable human beings, rotten to the core. They ought to die in rotten hell. But the Republicans are spineless, worthless. They do nothing. Absolutely nothing. When all it takes is a conservative prosecutor, somewhere like, I don't know, St. Charles County, Jefferson County, here in Missouri, any rural county, what what about it? Where are you? I don't get it. File charges right now, indict Biden. You don't have to have real charges. Just make them up like they do. The legal process in this country is a joke. It's an effing joke. Judges are compromised. They're activists. They're political hacks. They're not judges. They don't look for justice in their courtroom. They're arrogant, pompous-ass political hacks. There are exceptions to that rule, of course. But not many. For the most part, this is what they are, especially on the liberal side. Sadly, the Republican judges seem to want to follow the law. They're going to find out that that process is no longer worthwhile. No longer worthwhile. Go get them. Keep it up. Keep indicting them. Make them sit there and scream, you can't indict a sitting president. Keep it up. Keep it up. Make this election the biggest farce you've ever seen in your life. It's the only way. You fight fire with fire. My dad told me that once, and there was nothing truer than that. You know, you don't take a slingshot into war against the Russians, right? But that's what the Republicans do. You don't throw rocks at somebody who has tanks. And that's what's going on in this country. While Hawaii burns, you don't think that Hawaii fire was purposely set? Then you're not paying attention to what's going on in this country. And yet I haven't even heard speculation about that. No one even mentions how it possibly could have happened. They want you to believe that somehow little Johnny and little Jimmy were playing in the woods with a book of matches and this all started that way. That's what they want you to think. 
And then you've got this hack, corrupt SOB in the White House who can't even muster the energy to fly to Hawaii. For that matter, the supposed black president, who really isn't black, but he's a mulatto, who grew up in Hawaii, who vacations in Hawaii, who no doubt has friends on Maui, can't be troubled to even make a call to see how people are. This is what Democrats are. That's You're getting a look at their soul right now. They don't care about anybody except themselves. Enriching themselves is exactly what they're out for. And more power, by the way. They still want more power. It's amazing. We see uh, Greg Stubbe, a congressman who wants to impeach Biden. I still say that's a waste of your time. Don't waste any taxpayer money on impeachment. That's a joke. Quit wasting our time with that kind of nonsense. Build the case against all of them. And then when you take the White House, you have an attorney general that goes after them. You can no longer pray or hope. Well, you can pray. But I don't think it's it's a great hope that we're going to control the White House, the House, and the Senate. Though it may be, because the Democrats have screwed it up so badly that it could happen. But until that happens, quit the impeachment talk. It's a waste. It makes you look small. It makes you look like tit for tat. Don't do that. Prosecute these bastards. Impeachment is nothing but an echo chamber. It doesn't accomplish a damn thing. Did it hurt President Trump? No, it helped him. But convict these people on charges that will stick, that will survive appellate courts and the Supreme Court. And that's what you do. Build the case. You already have overwhelming evidence to do so. And start charging them. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't indict a sitting president. Let's go ahead and challenge it. Take them on. You can't just sit back and get bitch slapped like little nannies. And that's what the Republicans do all the time. All the time. They don't know how to fight. They really don't. You just don't know just just don't know don't know how to fight. You don't need any more evidence. All these people who talk about well, we'd like to impeach him, but we don't have enough evidence. That's a joke, too. That's a bigger joke than impeaching him. What What do you need? I mean, you don't need any more evidence. You have enough evidence to sink a battleship. When you have bank records, folks, you have all you need. When you have eyewitness testimony whistleblowers, that's all you need. You don't need any more. So lay the case out. If you can get more, fine. But, I mean... If you already have 10 bank sets of bank records, does 12 make a difference? Of course not. Keep looking because you have a little time. You have until the 2024 election. But the moment a Republican gets in that White House, and I'm telling you the most important, there's two, two important things in the future of this country. A Republican gaining the White House, and whoever that Republican is, and I believe it'll be Trump, appointing the pit bull of all pit bulls as your attorney general. Not somebody who's going to go after Biden just because he's a jack wagon or because you like to slap him silly or because he's an impeccably uh, dishonest person and probably the greatest and most prolific liar we've ever seen, but because he's guilty of crimes. That's why you go after him. Not because we hate him, because we do. And I would advise everybody out there right now, make sure you hate a Democrat today. Because if you don't, 
they'll get the upper hand on you. They're always looking to get the upper hand on you. That's what liberals do. Just have nothing to do with them. As you can see, as I've predicted all along, this country is headed towards secession. That's the only answer. You see places like Fulton County. You see places like Washington, D.C., New York City, California. They're so hopelessly liberal that you could never get fair treatment there. Ever. So if you live in Georgia, why would you live in Fulton County? Unless you're one of them. And them is the enemy. They are the enemy of the state. They are the enemy of the republic. They are the enemy of the Constitution. They are the enemy of everything we hold dearly in this country. They are the enemy. Make no mistake about it. It's not the Russians. It's not the Chinese. The enemy is within. President Reagan predicted that would be the case, and he was right. The the greatest enemy this country faces is liberal Democrats right here in this country. If you eliminate liberal Democrats from the country, and the only way you do that is by secession, then you eliminate all of our problems. We'll have other problems we can overcome, but they won't be insurmountable like this is. The culture won't be one of bizarre perversion that these people are trying to put on children. It won't be that if you secede. We live in a bizarre time. We've got a guy by the name of Michael Orr who now is suing a family that took him in when he had nothing. He became a football star with a lot of help from them. He's black, they were white, now he's suing them, claiming that they tricked him into a fake adoption. Shut up. I mean, who's this guy? Just shut up and go away, you effing loser. People help him when he had nothing. And now he's complaining, and by the way, lying, according to the rebuttal from the family, claiming he didn't get any royalties from things that they did get. That's not true, according to them. So let's see what the, what the bank records say again. Bank records don't lie. But go away. We've got a lot more problems than this little crybaby, who, by the way, is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire from playing football. But he's a crybaby. Maybe he should live in Fulton County or Memphis, where he originally came from. But this is what's going on in this country. And if you don't fight them, if you don't get down in the mud with them, you will have mud all over you. And you won't have done anything. You won't have accomplished anything. It's time to fight. Quit sitting back. President Trump's fighting. Why aren't we? Where are these prosecutors? Go after every one of them. If they want to make a big case and take it to the Supreme Court about you can't indict a sitting president, take it all the way. But in the meantime, start indicting people like Jamie Raskin, who's an effing liar. Indict him. It doesn't have to be true. I mean, we're, we're watching that all along. And you say, Kevin, that's wrong. We can't start doing that. Yes, we can, and we better. Because the only way you stop those people from doing it is to do it to them. And then we'll get back to normal living. But if you don't stop them, you think they're going to stop? Really? You do? Well, you're a special kind of stupid, if that's what you really think. A special kind of stupid. There's no help for you.
So we'll have to wait and see. But I'm telling you, get your get your uh, attorney general ready, whether it's Cash Patel, Josh Hawley, or somebody else like them. Maybe Mark Levin is a special prosecutor. Would that be nice? Disband the IRS, disband the FBI, the Department of Justice. Get rid of them all. Start over. Eliminate them. Department of Education, they're so corrupt it's sickening. You, you, most of these institutions are well beyond re- reforming them. You can't reform them. They're rotted in corruption from top to bottom and everybody in between. And it's time. What more do you need? Hasn't the alarm clock gone off yet? And don't give me this, we don't have evidence, baloney. I'm, I'm starting to wonder, and I thought about this last night, why are all of these Republicans in the race against a guy who's beating them by 40 points? Are they, are they involved knowing something we don't know? Do, are they involved in this corrupt bringing down of a president? And so they'll be left standing to fight it out? Is that what this is all about? Is that why there's so many? Because it struck me as odd all along that this many people would be involved in a presidential campaign when they're all getting slaughtered. Why? What's the point? They're waiting for the slaughter, all right, but it isn't them. They're hoping President Trump gets slaughtered. Now, many of them aren't saying it, and the only one I believe so far is Vivek Ramaswamy. I believe him. The rest of them, is there anybody more rotten than Mike Pence or Christie or that group? Good Lord in heaven. How about DeSantis ripping Trump yesterday? Let me tell you something, dude. I used to be a big supporter of his. You are such a fraud, it's scary. You sit in a governor's mansion because of one man, Donald Trump. One man. And you turn on him? That tells me all I need to know about DeSantis. He's another phony, fraud, political hack. He's happened to be smart enough to use Donald Trump's policies to turn Florida around. But that's all. He has no loyalty to Donald Trump. None. He has no loyalty to anybody except Ron DeSantis. He doesn't have loyalty to Floridians. He doesn't have loyalty to the citizens of America. He has loyalty to Ron DeSantis. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody has fallen from grace faster or further than Ron DeSantis has. He can't even muster up a challenge. He's gone backwards. How many campaign managers has he fired already? How many staff members has he fired? This guy's a laughingstock. Get out of the race now. You're embarrassing the state of Florida. There's two people in this race from Florida. One of them's worthwhile. Our phone lines, as always, are open 636-348-4460. 348-4460. You're certainly welcome to join in. No other show allows that, by the way. And we might remind you that we are on again at noon, noon to 2, with our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We had a lot of fun there yesterday. We'll continue to have fun there this morning, or excuse me, this afternoon. I get my mornings and afternoons confused now. 
So bear with me until I get my bearings straight. I don't want to sound like Biden or like Will Cain at Fox, who this morning, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you just have to point this out. Fox intentionally hires stupid people. They must. Will Cain is in Hawaii today, and he said this on national television this morning. Hawaii is not Hawaii without Hawaiians. I had to do a double take because I thought Ainsley Earhart was talking, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't her. It was him. <laughs> You're going to hear from Mike Pence's wife this morning, Karen Pence, because the liberal media is somehow playing up a, a false story that she said she was afraid she was going to be shot during through the window during January 6th. Now, using logic, of course, you could defeat any kind of thought like that because that would that would mean that you believe that people who came to hear the president speak and then to protest somehow knew the exact location of Karen Pence and they wanted to shoot her. <laughs> but she says that she wasn't afraid she was going to be shot, even though the media claims she said that. Media will go to, well, well they, have, they have no barriers to how far they'll go to lie about anything. Media now, the, the line has blended so far between media and elite uh, politicians that you don't know one from the other. They're all in it together. Newt Gingrich knows. What's happening here, Newt? I think what you're seeing tonight is one tree in a forest. And I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s uh, and the rise of secession and the Civil War. I don't mean that as hyperbole. Uh, if you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who's learned. He's learned from Obama that doesn't matter what you do, if you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last-ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness, uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think you, this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand. The people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate the system any way they can, and that includes a lot of the elite news media. Carpe seven gazillion times diem, Newt Gingrich. I don't think I've ever heard it put so perfectly or eloquently than that. That is one billion percent spot on. That is exactly what we're seeing. That is exactly what's happening. They are desperate. 
They are desperate cowards, and the Republicans are matching them cowardice for cowardice because you just stand there. This is an open door the liberals are giving us. I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times more. They go too far all the time. They can't help themselves. And they've gone so far now that it borders on absurdity. Everyone sees it. You'd have to be a blind bat not to see it. But so corrupt is our judicial system and the judges that are in the judicial system and the jury pools that they select, this is venue shopping at its worst. That is illegal to venue shop, but that's what they're doing. How can they do it? How can they get away with it? Because there are corrupt judges who refuse to honor motions for changes of venue. And these corrupt judges are there because they're political activists. They're not judges. They're political hacks. And that's why they're there. That's why these cases are brought in front of them. Venue shopping. If these cases were so egregious, if you really believed that President Trump did anything wrong, if you really believe that, of course, you need a rubber room. But if, let's just say you do. You're very confused. You're a confused liberal. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and then you fell on your head. And then you came to the conclusion that somehow Donald Trump had done something illegal. Why weren't these cases brought three years ago when he supposedly committed illegal acts? Why did they wait until they're right in the middle of a campaign that he's winning? Do you need to? Do you need me to answer that for you? If you do, you fell on your head extremely hard, and you need to go get concussion treatment. We know exactly why all of this is done. Any judge who participates in this should be disbarred. Any judge. You are a scandalous shame to the profession. You're an embarrassment. You have no honor. You have no integrity. You have no character. Any judge who participates in this sham. And they should all be disbarred. And that pompous, arrogant ass that Obama appointed, who rolled her eyes at President Trump's attorneys while they were conducting oral argument, should have been disbarred on the spot. On the spot. There aren't many judges that aren't arrogant, pompous asses. There aren't many. There are some. I know some. But there aren't many. They know it. These people get a robe on, and they think they're some kind of god. Many of them are political punks. I'd say most of them. Most judges are political punks. They're political appointments, or they run for election. They're political monsters just like prosecutors. Most cases, political punks. And that's what you're seeing here. In Atlanta, you're seeing a a black woman who hates Donald Trump in a jurisdiction that hates Donald Trump with a judge that hates Donald Trump. Can you say the fix is in, or do you have to struggle with that? Not only that, she's so stupid, and she is really stupid, She put the indictment on her website before the grand jury even voted for it. It had already been assigned to a judge and had a case number, a docket number, and the grand jury hadn't even voted. She later claims she has no idea how that happened. Well, if that's true, you're the dumbest, most incompetent prosecutor that ever was prosecuting. You couldn't be any dumber. You couldn't be any more negligent. So you should be removed from office immediately. And if it is true, and we know it is true that she did it on purpose, then you should be disbarred. 
These disbarment and jail. Disbarment's not enough. Jail. But not in this country. We don't put prosecutors in jail in this country. We don't put the prosecutor who wrongfully prosecuted those kids at Duke on the Duke lacrosse team. It was proven that he had withheld evidence that exonerated them, exculpatory evidence. When it was proven, he was forced to resign as a prosecutor and was disbarred and served one day in jail. He was seeking life sentences for those kids, and he knew they had done nothing wrong. But he didn't care. He had an election to win. So he had to curry favor with the black community since it was a black whore that was on the other side of the case. And Jesse Jackson had come to town and said he was going to pay for that woman's uh, college education. Remember that? That's how we treat prosecutors in this country. We give them one day in jail when they try to put five kids in jail for the rest of their lives, who the, who he knew were innocent. This woman in Atlanta knows Trump's innocent. Jack Smith knows he's innocent. Alvin Bragg knows he's innocent. Every one of them. They all know, but they don't care because he's in the way of their power. He's in the way, in the way of the machine as Newt Gingrich just broke it down. And there's nothing more accurate than that. But here's the wild card for them. Newt, Trump's enemies don't know who they're dealing with, do they? You know, what, what his enemies don't understand is that Donald Trump's not a candidate. <clears throat> he is the personification of a national movement. That's what you saw when the two governors went to the racetrack the other night in Iowa, and people began booing both of them, including the very popular governor of Iowa. That's what you saw at the state fair. You weren't seeing a normal candidate. You were seeing a person who personifies for 45 or 50 percent of the country their hope that they can save the country from what they see as a stunningly corrupt, bad machine trying to control their lives. Carpe diem yet again, Newt Gingrich. Tell you, folks, it's spectacular. He's, he's so spot on. He was all over it last night. He was on fire. He was Maui. And I don't say that jokingly, but, I mean, he was on fire. Speaking of Maui, where is Biden, by the way? Is he going to Maui? Of course not. He's heading on Friday to Lake Tahoe. He's going to stay there until August 24th. That's a week. Another vacation. He just took a vacation to the beach in Delaware, right? While Maui burned. Didn't care. Didn't make a statement. Didn't call anybody. Didn't authorize anything, so far as we know. Now, the White House isn't saying it's a vacation because they wouldn't dare. But there are zero public events on the docket while he's there. So Maui burns to a crisp, literally. Joe Biden doesn't care because he doesn't have a care in the world. He's eating ice cream. What a pathetic son of a bitch that guy is. How in the world can this guy be in charge of this country? Well, he's not. We know that. It's Obama. It's Susan Rice. It's that whole corrupt gang that Biden bows down to. And we know that. Remember, this whole thing started with Obama. The bigot of all time. Although Biden's given him a run for his money on the bigotry side. Biden hates white people. Obama hates black people. But man, they're equal in their hatred. Last night when Newt was on, they were waiting for this indictment to come down, and he shut Hannity down with a very simple observation. 
You're making it too complicated. They're crooks. They lie. Since they're crooks and they lie, what you just described were crooks who were lying. Now, the problem for the American people is we really can't quite believe that people in public office, I mean, Hillary's the same way. Hillary made $37 million as Secretary of State by selling 20% of America's uranium to a Russian company, which gave the Clinton Foundation $37 million. They just lie. These people are bad people doing bad things, and that's why we're headed towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the Civil War. Because at least half the country now, despite every effort of the New York Times and every effort of the Washington Post and every effort of the big networks, the country itself is beginning to come to grips with the fact that they have in the White House a corrupt family which has been willing to sell out America to China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, and then lie about it? He's so right. These people are crooks. They lie. That's what they do. That's the family business. When we say there's no discernible business involved in these shell companies that the Biden set up so they can launder money, there is a business. It's the family business. It's lying. It's corruption. That's the family business. That's what these people do. It's not difficult. And then people get frustrated in our research. Our director of research says all the time, how do they get away with this? Well, it's very simple. Newt just gave it to you. They're liars. They're crooks. That's how they get away with it. They own the media. Why? Because the media are crooks and the media are liars. They're no different than their political hack friends. What they don't understand, the difference between the political hack crooked liars and the media crooked liars is that the media crooked liars are stupid. They're being used by the political crooks and liars to enrich the political crooks and liars while the media gets scrums from the table. Or crumbs, I'm sorry, not scrums. That's how stupid the media is. These are borderline illiterate people that run corporate media. But they're arrogant illiterates. Have you ever noticed that? That's the worst kind of person, I think. Someone who's really dumb, but is really arrogant because they think they're really smart. And while Hillary Clinton goes off with $37 million on one deal, and Biden and his crony family crooks have multiple deals, tens of millions of dollars, media's not getting any of that money. They're just helping. If I helped somebody get $37 million, I'd want a cut of that, wouldn't you? little finder's fee, maybe? (laughs) It's amazing. From August 1st and through August 8th, ABC, CBS, NBC, 332 minutes they devoted to the third Trump indictment, four minutes, 50 seconds to Biden business scandals. Who's running the country? We're quick to point out that Obama and Susan Rice and that illegitimate group of criminals are. But the real criminals running the country are the media. I've said it before. I'll say it again for the millionth time. The media, the liberal media, are our gravest danger in this country. They will remain so until we secede. 
If we don't secede, we will continue to be governed by a criminal media. And that's the problem. And that's a big problem. Now, we wish that the Biden crime family was kind of like the mob. If you pay any attention to the history of the mob, you find out that the the, the, the uh, crime family boss usually gets bumped off by another crime family. But in this case, both Clintons are still alive, both Obamas are still alive, and both Bidens are still alive. So the crime bosses in the political arena don't bump each other off. I think they share in the spoils. Where the crime families in New York and the mob, they were competing for money. These crime families, I think, share the pool. One mentors the other. The Clintons mentored Obama. Obama mentored Biden. Here's how you do it. Can you imagine the conversations? Here's how you do it. The people are hopelessly stupid. They'll believe anything. And we'll have our media friends make sure they believe everything because the media will lie for us. And they'll provide cover. That's how it's done. Newt wasn't done shutting Hannity down because Hannity decided he'd try to make it complicated. Like almost every American, you keep coming back and describing this as though it's complicated and as though it's difficult to understand. This is a this is a drama. It's a Greek tragedy. What we have is a system. The current president, President Obama, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, leaders in the Justice Department, leaders in the FBI, leaders in some of our major news media. And this system is corrupt. Now, everything you just described is perfect, isn't it? If you start in the morning, you say, gee, I wonder what the corrupt system did today, one, to protect itself, and two, to try to destroy its major opponent. The rest of the day works out pretty well. You understand exactly what's happening. It's not complicated. It's just bad, and it's scary, and it should scare us because it threatens the very fabric of the American constitutional system. Carpe diem yet again, Newt Gingrich. If you don't think this is corruption at its highest level, let's just take a look at some, shall we call them, coincidences. August 11th, Hunter Biden special counsel is announced. August 12th, Trump to be indicted again in Georgia. That was the immediate report. July 31st, Devin Archer testifies. August 1st, Trump indicted over January 6th. June 8th, FBI documents uh, Biden took $5 million from the Burisma bribe. June 9th, the very next day, Trump indicted over Mar-a-Lago. March 17th, instead of celebrating St. Patrick's Day, Hunter accidentally admitted that his laptop is his. March 18th, the very next day, despite all the hangovers nationally, Trump reports he's been informed he'll be indicted in New York. The very next day, all four times. All four times. <laughs> it's incredible. That's coincidence in Democrat world. Nothing to see here. It's just a coincidence. And Newt has a plan to stop Jack Smith, the corrupt supposed independent counsel, <laughs> in two of the Trump indictments. I really believe that the Republicans in the House should cut off Jack Smith's money. I think that his last day on the payroll should be September 30th. 
They should do whatever it takes to close down this entire anti-constitutional, ruthless breaking of the law in the most... I think this is so dangerous to the very survival of the republic that it has to be stopped. I could not agree more, not only in stopping Jack Smith, but stopping this entire thing. It is so dangerous to the republic. We're teetering, folks. We are nowhere near the country that the Founding Fathers envisioned or created. We are now a ruthless hostage. We're all hostages held by a ruthless group of thugs and terrorists. I mean, would it be any different if you closed your eyes and envisioned a group of Saudi terrorists on planes hijacking this entire government and then opened your eyes and found out that it's true? You'd hate, you'd hate the Muslims. You'd hate them for it. Just like you hated them when they attacked the Twin Towers and the Capitol. Or the Pentagon, not the Capitol. They should have attacked the Capitol. But they attacked the, the Department of Defense and the Pentagon. But it's the same thing, except they're white people for the most part. Some blacks, some whack jobs. But they're all, they've all, in, in t- true terrorist fashion, taken over the country. We always knew that if they could get the foothold, they would do it. And they decided not to wait anymore for a fair election because they know they can't win one of those. I'm going to tell you right now, I I guarantee it, if anybody ever investigated all of these races, nobody ever will, but you'll find that the Schiffs of the world, the Nadlers, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, every one of them wins re-election every time because they've rigged the election. And I'd go so far as to say as people like Roy Blunt in Missouri, same thing. What has Roy Blunt ever done to deserve to be elected? Nothing. So how does he get elected all those years? You figure. And this guy should be in jail. My daily reminder of the crimes of Chuck Schumer. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Those liberals out there who want to claim that Schumer wasn't threatening the lives of those Supreme Court justices when he said, you won't know what hit you, you are going to feel the whirlwind. What was he threatening? You can't remove them from office by way of an election. So what was he threatening other than physical violence? This isn't somebody that you can say, you're going to regret what you did because we're going to take you out at the ballot box. Nope. Doesn't happen. They're in for life. So what was the threat? The threat was to kill them. And it almost happened. And yet Chuck Schumer is walking free. Whatever attorney general gets in under a Republican president that does not prosecute Chuck Schumer will tell you the fix is in still. If they go after Biden and stop there, the fix is still in. If they go after Biden and Clinton and stop there, the fix is still in. If they go after Biden, Obama, and Clinton and stop there, the fix is still in. They have to go after the Schumers of the world because you've got to cut the head of the snake off, but then you've got to get the main body too because otherwise in liberal world, the snake will grow another head. You've got to destroy the entire snake. It's hard. We sat back for 100 years probably of our 250-year existence and allowed this to happen. Certainly the last 25 years.
or longer. I say longer. Clintons were in in the 90s, so longer. Alan Dershowitz, not a Trump fan, not a Republican, not a conservative. What's the whole strategy of these liberal criminals? The whole strategy of all these four cases is to get a conviction before the election, even if they're going to lose on appeal. And so all four of these cases are designed to get quick, quick convictions in jurisdictions that are heavily loaded against Donald Trump. And these prosecutors don't care as much as prosecutors generally do about having the convictions reversed on appeal, because that will happen after the election, which only goes to prove what I've been arguing now for for months. If you're going after the man who's running against your incumbent president, you would darn well better have the strongest case possible. And these are among the four, at least three of them, three weakest cases I've ever seen against any candidate. We don't know about the fourth, but it seems like it's very much like the D.C. case. And if you're going after the man running for president against your person, you have to have the strongest case. Otherwise, it becomes a banana republic. Anybody can prosecute anybody. And we're opening the door to prosecution of Democrats by Republicans, Republicans by Democrats. Is what Alexander Hamilton wrote in The Federalist is the most dangerous threat to democracy. And we're seeing it unfold in front of our eyes very, very tragically. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Trump supporter. But I care deeply about the Constitution. I care deeply about preserving the rule of law. And we're seeing it being frittered away for partisan political purposes. Carpe diem, Alan Dershowitz. You know, I listen to people like him. Because he has no no uh, horse in the race at all. He's not a defender of President Trump. He clearly is not an enemy of President Trump. He is fair-minded. He respects and deeply loves the Constitution. He's taught it for years. And anyone who comes near trying to injure that Founding Father's document is an enemy of Alan Dershowitz. And I give him credit because it takes great courage as a liberal, as someone who is, is not a Trump supporter at all, to stand up to that liberal corrupt machine and tell them all to go F off. And he does it every day. He's one of the most courageous people in the country. I suppose he realizes that they really can't kill him because if he ends up dead, then everybody will know what's going on. That'll wake up even the dumbest of the liberals. I know it's hard to do. Greg Jarrett, does the prosecutor in any of these cases care about the law? The prosecutor in this case doesn't care. She wants a guilty verdict to sideline uh, Donald Trump and interfere in the upcoming presidential election, which is, in my judgment, the definition of a corrupt act. It absolutely is. How more corrupt can you be? When you don't care about the law, you care only about a conviction at the state level. You don't care if it's overturned on appeal because that'll be after what you need to have happen happens. I would think the neatest thing that could happen to this country and the one thing that might make them say, wait, boy, we are way out, is if Trump were convicted at these levels and still won the presidency and then had it all overturned on appeal. 
Would that shove it up their ass about as far as you can shove it? Doesn't mean they'll stop, but it will certainly give them their media friends pause. The New York Times ran an opinion piece the other day, and it was titled, What If We're the Bad Guys? How about that we're? First of all, that headline admitted that the New York Times is anti-Trump and partisan. These people are so blindly stupid, while they lie and tell you that they're straight down the middle, they admit how partisan they are. That they're nothing but political hacks. The New York Times, the Washington Post, never respect it again. How can you take those two, at one time, giants of newspapers and reduce them to the North County Journal? I mean, that's what they are. And in fact, I would read the North County Journal with more confidence that I was getting the truth than either one of those papers. The Community News. I used to deliver. I had a paper route. I delivered the Community News. I'd fired on people's lawn from my bike with my bag and full of newspapers. And that Community News was more accurate than the New York Times or the Washington Post. If I had a paper out to deliver the New York Times, I'd throw it in the sewer, which is where it belongs. Cash Patel, step in and tell us about this Fannie Willis. This is the black prosecutor who's a stooge down there in Atlanta. How much did she lie? She just lied to the universe. As the district attorney, your name, your stamp is on every single indictment. You do not have loose copies of indictments floating around and blame the clerical system and the judicial officer in the clerk's office for a mishap. She just said she has no idea how that indictment was presented and posted online. She just lied to the world. That should tell you everything you need to know about her weaponized system of justice, her personal animosity towards Donald Trump, and the destruction of due process and the continued election rigging that goes on at the state level. Now it centers around Atlanta, Georgia, and this Fulton County DA. Congress must investigate and subpoena her immediately for lying to the world about how this judicial process unfolded and that phony indictment that was put up. It was done with her approval, through her hands, and through all of her assistant district attorneys. She's responsible. She just lied to the world. You know, I've, I've always hated Atlanta. I hated visiting there. I hated going there. I had to go there for work. I had to go to their broadcast games. Uh, previous owners of, of 590 years ago were from Atlanta. They were rotten to the core. They ended up going bankrupt. These the people. Everybody I know from Georgia is a stooge, or just corrupt. One of the two. How did Georgia ever become important? Why I don't know. Who cares about Atlanta? They've got nothing but humidity and bugs. That's all they have, and a bunch of corrupt liberals that own Atlanta. A bunch of thugs running the streets, burning down minority-owned businesses. Only Atlanta could lose the All-Star game when Major League Baseball caters to black people like you can't believe. And right in the middle of their catering, a black city loses the All-Star game because the population of the black city is basically single-digit IQs. The thugs run the operation. The corrupt politicians and the corrupt cops just stand by, do nothing. Let them burn down minority-owned businesses at a time when the minorities are in command of Major League Baseball. Who suffered when they moved that baseball game? The black businesses of Atlanta suffered. That's who. Do you think the thugs cared? Do you think the people who run that city cared? No. Do you think 
Rob Manfred cared? No. None of those people cared. They don't care about Joe Smith down the street who runs the burger joint, the guy who owned the Wendy's that got burned to the ground. They don't care about him. They didn't care about him because he's black, but they, they didn't care about him, period. They don't care. You've got arrogant, pompous asses like this moronic prosecutor down there. She's so stupid. When she got up there in front of the podium last night, she's thinking, oh, my God, this is the I'm important. I'm so important. This is the coolest thing in the world. And that stooge judge, what a dope he is. But that's what you get from Democrats. Stooges, thugs, criminals, liars, crooks. That's what they are. Cher sang about them one time, didn't she, in the song? Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. I think that's what she was singing about liberals. How about Dan Goldman? This guy keeps talking. I love it. I love this guy. This he's he's the newest face of the liberals. They they I guess they got together and said, "Who's the dumbest among us? Let's put them out there." Dan Goldman. Let's put him out. So he decides, along with Andrea Mitchell from NBC, what a Democrat whore she is that we must leave Hunter alone and we must leave Joe Biden alone. Stop it, you people. You're finding out way too much of their corruption. Congress needs to stop investigating a private citizen and uh, stop this fishing expedition to try to link President Biden to Hunter Biden's conduct. Hunter Biden's being subjected here to a level of uh, not only scrutiny, but accountability that most mere mortals would not. Hunter Biden? He could be a terrible guy. I don't know. Never met him. Is being treated worse than anyone else would be. This is the son of the president. He's not the candidate. He's not a political officer. Doesn't even begin to compare to classified documents and to the indictment here in D.C. <laughs> I mean, you, what else can you do except laugh at them? They're pathetic excuses for a human person. Pathetic. Wouldn't you just hang yourself if you were them? I mean, how miserable are, is your life? You live to lie. It's incredible. At some point, doesn't the lessons of your mom and your dad kick in and you say, my God, why am I such a liar? How did I get this way? How did I become this corrupt? Was it just because I'm in the media? Or was it because I'm a corrupt, lying son of a bitch from the get-go? But you have to wonder if you're one of them, don't you? When did I become such a morbid liar and such a handmaiden for the Democrat liberals? By the way, Andrea Mitchell, they don't give you anything for your lies. Well, you get to stay employed, but you could have a job somewhere else. Not you, because you're not any good. <laughs> Goldman, leave our crooks alone. Stop investigating the criminals. What's wrong with you, Republicans? You need to stop. It's really getting old. You're getting way too close to the real killer evidence. Not that you don't have enough already. Lindsey Graham, what do you think of Georgia, and what do you think of these people? Oh, I know it's Georgia, but, you know, you usually don't assign a judge and give a docket number until the grand jury actually votes. That tells you all you need. You know, you have the trial after you hang the guy, right? This is crazy stuff. But yeah. The statements you just heard from these uh, liberal analysts make me sick to my stomach. No American in 
the country would get a deal like Hunter Biden got. And, you know, the Weiss team lied to the judge. I'm here on national television. I don't believe for one moment there was an ongoing investigation. Uh, the diversion agreement completed, once completed, wiped out all the financial crimes that are that are out there. So there was nothing left to investigate if the diversion agreement on the gun charge actually was implemented. The defense attorney said, I would never take my client into court and plead guilty if I thought there were more charges pending. Nobody would do that. So when they told the judge there was an ongoing investigation, that was to cover their ass because the judge figured out this was a sweetheart deal. They panicked. Mm -hmm. So what happened in Delaware was an abuse of power. The Weiss team needs to be replaced. I have zero confidence they're actually going to impartially investigate this case. They're not. We know that. We know that right now. And these county prosecutors prosecuting a president? Shouldn't this really be done by a statewide official? If there's a crime against the people of Georgia, shouldn't it be done by somebody like the attorney general? Are we going to let county prosecutors start prosecuting the president of the United States, the former president of the United States? You open up Pandora's box to the presidency. This whole exercise of allowing a county prosecutor to go after a former president of the United States will do a lot of damage to the presidency itself over time. To my Democratic friends, be careful what you wish for. Now, those are strong words. Be careful what you wish for, right? I mean, in a normal situation, you think, well, Republicans are going to come after them. I wish that were true. I don't, in my own heart, believe it's true because the Republicans have a history of doing nothing. They do talk a strong game. In a real world, that would be your warning. That's your warning shot across the bow. Be careful what you wish for because we're going to hang your ass. But the Republicans just sit back. We have one person who fights them, and that's Donald Trump. It's incredible. It's so sickening even, these liberals, and they're, they're such sickening human beings. That's why I keep saying, hate a liberal today. Don't forget to hate a liberal today. You've got Ricky Maddow and Hildy sitting down so giddy over this indictment last night that they couldn't stop laughing. Fancy meeting you. Oh, I can't believe this. Yeah, (laughs) this is not the circumstances in which I expected to be talking to you. Nor me, Rachel. It's always good to talk to you. But honestly, um, I didn't think that it would be under these circumstances. Yet another set of indictments. These people are unbelievable, folks. When do you get angry? When do we get angry enough to break from this group of people and eliminate them from our lives? Secession is the only answer. There is no United States of America anymore. It's gone. It's over. Wake up. It is over. It will never exist again except on a smaller scale. When we secede... All of the red states will be the United States of America. The other ones can sink into the ocean as far as I give. I don't give a shit what happens to them. But we will have borders if we're smart. They won't get in. They try to cross the border, they get shot. It's pretty simple. I mean, the basics are pretty simple. But you can't live in this cocoon and think, well, if we just be nice, everything will be okay. What's wrong with you? Grow up. 
It's not a nice world. And this country, which used to have values and used to have character, has none anymore, except in the red states. So doesn't it logically follow that secession is the only answer? If you have a better one, I'm all ears. Civil war, I suppose. But I don't think you get enough people that would actually go to war. I'd love it if we did. I'd do whatever you want me to do, whatever part I can serve. I can't get out in the infantry in the field anymore. But you know what? In some cases, I wouldn't mind it anyway. So my back gives out. That's what we have meds, medical guys for, right? I'd fight these bastards. I really would. I'd take them face to face. How about we just have a slugfest? We just square off individually. Fight them. No weapons. Just fight them. Those cowards would run so fast, you would, they wouldn't know what hit them. They'd be, they'd be leaving skid marks. They'd be sprinting away. But something's got to be done like that. You think Slayton's crazy. Slayton makes sense. You're crazy. Because if you think there's any other way, then you're crazy. What are you going to do if Russia attacks the United States? You're just going to sit there? Or would you fight back? An enemy worse than Russia has attacked the United States. Liberalism. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit there? I know Republicans are going to sit there. When I talk about Republicans, I mean those in Congress. They're not going to do a damn thing. You've got people in Hawaii who've lost their lives. Over 100 have been found. Imagine how many they're going to find who are dead in the, in the worst possible death, burning to death. And you have Mr. Empathy, the guy in the White House, who they love to tell you is such an empathetic man. He hasn't done a damn thing. You have a White House, the little black lesbian liar, who tells you that the White House has not been involved in the Hunter Biden investigation. The White House hasn't been involved, just to be clear again. Uh, certainly, I would refer you to any any questions about this specifically to Department of Justice uh, and certainly to Hunter Biden's personal representatives. Can you be even more clear, Karine Jean-Pierre, you little black lesbian liar? The Department of Justice is independent. That is what the president believes. He believes that this White House will not politicize the Department of Justice. That's what the president believes? She's so full of crap. God, it's coming out of her ears. It's independent. That's what the president believes. So then it must be so, right? If Joe Biden believes it, it's law. My God, Joe Biden wouldn't lie. Never has, right? No history of lying from him. Neither does Jamie Raskin. He doesn't lie, does he? During the Trump administration, we saw the development of a completely new public philosophy, which is that government is not an instrument of the common good and the public interest. Government is an instrument for private self-enrichment, for the guy who gets in, for his family, for his private businesses. That's what Putin is doing. You know, that's what Orban is doing. That's what Marcos is doing. That's what LCC is doing. So let me see if I understand Raskin, the fake do-rag on his head. This is a guy who just said that Donald Trump set a new policy in the White House, one of self-enrichment. Self-enrichment. For him and his family, he said. Now, of course, we know who he's describing. He's describing Obama and Biden and Clinton. Donald Trump is the only president in our nation's history who lost money by being president. But no one stops somebody like Raskin, who's a pathetical liar, from continuing to lie. 
The guy interviewing him there in the media, liberal media, he's not going to stop him. He knows better. But why stop him? He's carrying the water for the liberals. No need to stop him from lying. He's a born liar. I mean, it's it's incredible when you think about it. So the liberals made up this story that Karen Pence, the wife of Mike Pence, was somehow under fire and felt like she was literally about to be under fire on January 6th, that she was going to be shot through the window. Well, then they went out and interviewed her, and here's what she said. Every time we traveled, they would have traveling bulletproof glass in every hotel room. So it's a conditioning thing that I just knew. Whenever you're in a situation where someone might be able to shoot through the window, just close the drape. I don't know what that even means, but it doesn't mean that she feared someone was going to shoot through the window. And she said also later in the interview she never feared for her life. Of course not. She's not that big of an idiot. Now, she is married to Mike Pence, so we have to call into question her judgment in terms of a spouse. But then again, you can call into my judgment and everybody else's judgment who's ever been divorced. But certainly hers. She's married to one of the most dishonest people that was ever coming down the pike. And then one of my favorite characters in all this is this clown named Abby Lowell. All of the liberals think he's this great criminal defense lawyer and uh, Judge Janine yesterday said, if I got in trouble, I'd call Abby Lowell. That's how stupid she is. Now, I guess if you want a liar to defend you, that's who you'd call. Myself, I'd prefer to get a criminal defense lawyer who is a pit bull, but who's honest. Abby Lowell is not honest. He now claims that if his client Hunter Biden's plea deal doesn't get put back together, it's because of political pressure. If the now special counsel decides not to go by the deal, then it will mean that he or they decided that something other than the facts and the law are coming into play. The question should be asked, what infected the process? You infected the process because you're corrupt. So that's what infected the process. So in his mind, if he doesn't get what he wants, it's not because of the law or the facts. Two things he doesn't recognize, by the way. It's because somehow there's political pressure. Where's the political pressure coming against Biden? Where's that coming from? What Abby Lowell is concerned about is his dirty deal that was going to exonerate Hunter Biden from all financial crimes that he's committed was exposed by the judge. That has to piss Abby Lowell off. He's thinking, how can I get even with this judge? What can I do? I can't just shoot her. I've got to get rid of her somehow. That's what he's thinking. And believe me, if he's powerful enough, he will. I don't know how powerful he is. But if he's powerful enough, he'll get rid of her. She'll be wishing she was a judge again. But lost in all of this is her courage. This is one of the only judges in any of these cases, along with Aileen, Aileen Connor down in Florida, who has shown any courage. And by courage, I don't mean rule in favor of Donald Trump or rule against the Biden crime family. I mean rule according to the law. Be guided by the law. That's the problem with liberals. They act as though when they say that's a Trump appointee, that Trump appointees will break the law in order to save Donald Trump. 
because they know that their people will break the law in order to save Biden. The judges and the prosecutors that they have in office will break the law in order to save Biden. And they will break the law in order to get Trump. They have no honor. They have no integrity. They have no character. Never have, never will. So we have this super clown in the White House, this bum, who when asked about the victims in Hawaii, do you want to say anything to people in Hawaii? Like maybe something like, we feel terrible for what happened in Hawaii and all of the victims. All of the federal assistance that we can muster, that we can even legally give them, we're giving them. And I'll be coming over to Hawaii soon to survey the damage and to talk to the victims' families. It's a horrible loss. We're so deeply sorry. Jill and I are praying. That's like a vampire holding a cross, isn't it, when Biden says he's praying? But couldn't he have said something along those lines? How hard was that? I just did it in 15 seconds. I didn't need note cards, didn't need a teleprompter. Speak off the top of your head and from your heart, Biden, for once. I know you don't have one. This lack of empathy and caring by Mr. Empathy really pissed off Kaylee McEnany. This is very simple. My heart goes out to the people of Maui. I will do everything I possibly can as your commander in chief to marshal the resources of the federal government to be at your disposal. It's an easy response. I mean, anyone can come up with that response, but he can't. I'm so tired of hearing about him as Mr. Empathy because time and time again, we're hit in the face with the fact that he doesn't care. Remember that mom who poured her soul out to Congress about her two sons that died of a fentanyl overdose? And he laughed callously when asked about whether it was under his administration or the Trump administration. I mean, East Palestine, his lack of empathy there. Afghanistan, last week we just heard Gold Star parents talk about how he had no empathy for them How as he checked his watch at the Dignified Transfer. This guy has no empathy. He's heartless. He's callous. And we can't keep being hit by facts and just turn our head the other way. Carpe diem, Kaylee McEnany. Yeah, the facts are there. This guy has no heart. He cares about no one except himself and his self-enrichment. That's all he cares about. Monica Crowley, who worked in the Trump administration as Assistant Secretary of the Treasury. What is Scranton Joe doing now? Here he is. He's going to give out checks once again. You know, this is mailbox money from the government, money that we do not have and cannot afford. At the same time, sending an additional $25 billion to Ukraine. Well, the people of the United States are suffering, whether it's the devastated community in Hawaii, whether it's the people of East Palestine, Ohio, whether it's the folks in the border towns, whether it's the people in collapsing cities across America, people suffering from the fentanyl crisis, people suffering from higher gas prices and skyrocketing inflation. He does not care. You they know, don't care. He, he sold himself in the last campaign as Scranton Joe, as somebody who was going to champion the little guy. And instead, he's only championed the big guy himself. Carpe diem to Monica Crowley. Beautiful stuff. That's exactly right. This low rent son of a bitch. Here's a reporter asking the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, why Biden doesn't care about those in Hawaii. Has the president given any advice that he should not speak about Hawaii at this point? Because when he spoke the other day, he added that to planned remarks. 
The death toll has now roughly tripled. It's now the worst in history. Um, he had an opportunity. He could have stopped by to see us when he arrived back. So I, I could, uh, you could expect to hear from the president on this issue. Clearly, it is uh, something that is deeply concerning to him. You'll hear from the president on this. I don't have anything to announce at this time, but certainly, this is he's the president, right? You're going to hear from him. Oh, Certainly, he's the president. You're going to hear from him. But we haven't. We haven't. And it's already Tuesday. And he's got vac- more vacation coming up. But Mr. Empathy, that Harris and Butthead Buttigieg and Dr. Jill and Joe himself, said he's such a caring fellow. We need a president who cares about the people and loves the people. He is somebody of such extraordinary grace and kindness, and he will bring the exact kind of empathy that is so badly lacking in this White House. I hope the American people, when we get to the White House, um, know that we feel their pain. We've got to heal this country. We feel their pain, says Dr. Jill. You do? But you won't even make a statement about the people in Hawaii. Not 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 even a, gee, I'm sorry, folks. Not even that. Not an effing word. He cares. We need a president who cares and loves the people. That's what Heels Up Harris said. She cares and loves Willie Brown and all he's got to offer. Butthead Buttigieg said, a man of extraordinary kindness. This guy cares more about giving money to Ukraine than he does the people of Hawaii, Monica Crowley. Well, Joe Biden and his family have enriched themselves uh, via Ukraine and that corrupt regime and corrupt players in Ukraine to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. So, of course, he's prioritizing Ukraine um, over the American people. But this is what you get with America last President Trump put America first. Joe Biden has America and America's interests and the American people last. Bingo, bango, bongo. Now he's going to uh, start touting his inflation reduction plan. Now, isn't that thing about a year and a half old? Why is he touting that now? Nobody knows. But Art Laffer might know. He was a Reagan economist. He's written books on taxes and all kinds of different things. He's explaining the difference between inflation and high prices. They should distinguish between high prices and inflation. That's the real difference. Inflation is the rate of change of prices and the price level. We have the highest price level we've ever had in U.S. history today. That's high. Now, the rate of increase of that price level is slower than it had been, uh, let's say, a year ago. But it's still quite, quite high. So you see prices rise and then rising more slowly. And that's what people really care about. They don't care about inflation. They care about how high prices are. And prices are really high. They have the highest today they've ever been in U.S. history, period. So that's where it is. And the naming this the Inflation Reduction Act is just silly. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. Now, they're also making all the mistakes in the world they can on climate control. Even if you believe that there's a climate problem, even if you do, this is not the way to go about solving it. You should do just what Al Gore did and what I agreed with is that you're going to have a carbon tax and offset it by a 100% income tax match. So you get income tax rates down with a carbon tax if you want to address a carbon in the atmosphere problem. But 
That's not what these guys are doing. They're meddling with everything where they can try to control it. And it's just silly, silly, silly economics. I don't know who their advisors well, are. He's right on every aspect. And inflation, what he's trying to explain, folks, inflation is the rate of growth of high prices. So while high prices are, gr- are going up slower than they were a year ago, they're still at an all-time high. That means they're just not going through the roof like a rocket ship, but they're still going up. They're still going in the wrong effing direction. But these liars want you to believe that somehow they've stemmed the tide. No, they haven't. And he's right about the climate baloney. If you're, if you're really a true believer, then have a carbon tax offset by a lower income tax. That way the money's going to the carbon issue. No, they don't want to do that because they know it's bullshit. That's why. They just want to control you. And another thing that people don't consider, and you got to keep an eye on this, folks, and this is why you got to protest every time you get your statement of property tax. Laffer pointed to property tax as strangling the housing market. And then there are property tax rates, which are also really important. No one talks about this, but property tax rates along with mortgages combined to kill homeowners. They just kill them. Property tax rates have gone out of control, and we need to bring them down as well as uh, bringing the interest rates down. But both of those together are just creaming homeowners. Yeah. It's just terrible seeing that. And then they want to let the then they want to let the, the Trump tax cuts expire. How crazy is that? I mean, well, exactly. It, it, actually, it, only thing that's balanced the budget. <laughs> so true. It's just insane. Who are the people that they have that are supposedly in charge of economic sanity? Is it Daniel the Tiger? I mean, who is in charge of it? It makes you wonder. It also makes me wonder about Fox News again. I just saw that pig on there, Chris Christie. This guy gets more airtime on Fox than he gets anywhere else. Fox is such a bozo pack of, a, a pack of bozos. It's not even funny. What a joke that place is. All the good people are long gone. Tucker, O'Reilly, Megan, Kelly, all the good ones are gone. It's pathetic over there. Andrew Kloster was an attorney under William Barr in the Trump Justice Department. Andrew Kloster, we hear now about all these irregularities and these, this voter fraud in Michigan. Andrew Kloster has known about it for quite some time. What happened was there was a woman, uh, my understanding, is basically loitering outside of a drop box all day. And she gets picked up by a junior guy and arrested because he's like, what are you doing? You're stuffing this. What's going on? So they routinely, you know, they arrest her. And she basically spills the beans. She's a Democratic operative. She's got filled out ballots, like 7,000 is what I was hearing. And they arrested her. Now, the senior guy, my understanding, was, uh, was off at the time. So the junior guy who picked her up, you know, got her statement and released her. And she went back to Detroit. So Muskegon's like the suburbs, Detroit. She went back to Detroit. Uh, the senior guy comes back in the next day or later in the day and says, what the hell? You know, you had her dead to rights. Why did you release her? And starts trying to get an extradition order from Detroit uh, because this is before the election. We're hearing there could be voter fraud. And here you've got someone basically copping to it and caught with her hand in the cookie jar. Caught with her hand in the cookie jar. So he raised the issue with William Barr. When I raised that issue in the administration, 
no one was very happy about it. There were basically, my understanding was standing orders not to deal with election matters, both from the White House counsel and from Barr. I happen to know Barr's uh, chief of staff, Will Levy, because I had I had worked at Heritage and run a uh, a lunch basically for Senate staffers, and he had he had been a Senate counsel when I was there. So I knew him. You know, I called him up and tried to put the flag up into the to the voting rights section, uh, CRD, uh, DOJ, and, and White House counsel in a couple different places and got stiff-armed. Uh, and then, you know, later on, hear from uh, Johnny and others that basically then the White House counsel swoops in and starts screaming, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? What the hell are you guys doing? Remember, Barr has insisted all along that he investigated election fraud. Claimed it, it didn't exist. It didn't alter the election at all. Of course, we always knew all along that he investigated nothing. And this is more evidence. Not only did he not investigate, he ordered his underlings not to investigate. Kloster, what was your fear like? You know, just as what happened with Georgia, you know, you've got someone basically copying to voter fraud. And then, uh, you know, you get the whole story. And then the next thing you know, they're they're out in Jamaica or whatever, the Dems have, have found the person, co-opted them, told them to shut up, and then and then plugged all the leaks. So in Georgia, they caught someone. They got rid of her. The Dems got rid of her, put her in uh, Jamaica. This is what happens. And William Barr said nothing, did nothing, except lied. See, the liars aren't just the liberals. It's just that every liberal is a liar. But plenty of Republicans are liars. And William Barr is one of the most prolific. This guy who can't get his face on enough cameras to tell you how much Donald Trump's a bad actor is a liar and is a criminal. William Barr is a criminal. He knew about election fraud. It was his job to investigate it. And he conducted a cover-up. He's a criminal. He's the guy that ought to be going to jail. How long have I been saying that now? I've been advocating for William Barr to go to jail for a long time. He's a criminal. And so through all of this, Biden's got a strategy, and you're seeing it now. Vacation, vacation, vacation. Victor Davis Hanson, isn't that the strategy? On the one hand... He's going to be a virtual president, go to the beach, then he's going to go to Tahoe, I guess, next week, not comment. He's on the beach while a whole, a whole beach city has been wiped out, and he can't even make one remark about it. So he's just going to retire and be a construct and let the Obama, Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren wing, wing continue to run the country. And then he's going to stonewall all of these looming indictments, and then they're going to... Uh, fixate on Donald Trump, and they think this is going to get us through the next 17 months. That's what they're going to do. It worked the last time. They've successfully now, in their minds, they've successfully eliminated Trump because they're going to get a conviction on a state level in one of these jurisdictions. It's, he's not going to be convicted at the, in the end, but he will originally, as, we saw, as we've predicted all along. But once it goes to appeals into the Supreme Court, he will never uh, be convicted. And so they feel like they've done their job now. Time for Biden to just shut up and not be seen. Pretend that somehow he is, he's with it, I guess. He's a hipster. He's at the beach. He's going to Tahoe where all the rich people hang out. 
<laughs> Meantime, there's 50 thugs robbing a department store in California, right outside of Los Angeles. And Pelosi, who, of course, is Little Miss California, has no idea. This was in 2021 when all the violence began. Has no idea where the violence is coming from. It's absolutely outrageous. Obviously, it cannot continue. Uh, But the fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. It must be stopped. It's not just San Francisco. it's It's in our entire country. It stems from I don't know where, but it must be stopped. Really? It must be stopped. What have you done to stop it? You've encouraged George Gascon in Los Angeles. When have you spoken out against him? When have you spoken out against the San Francisco prosecutor who was impeached, by the way? That's your that's your neck of the woods. The answer to those questions would be never, of course. She has no idea what where the violence has come from. None. <laughs> I got news for her. I don't care what society it is. When you don't have police... And when the police you do have, you tell, don't you dare arrest criminals, this is what you will have. That's where the violence comes from. That's where the lawlessness that you are wondering about comes from. Now, we never said she was bright, so it's quite possible she's just too stupid to understand it. But I doubt it. Hey, you know how you get an interview with uh, Heels Up Harris? You become a guy that owes the government at least $12 million in back taxes and, and interest and penalties. That's Al Sharpton. The Rev, she sits down with a with a tax cheat. It, it, it is, is unconscionable that a vice president is sitting down giving audience to a tax cheat. But she did. Share with me, what is it that you have on your mind when you wake up every morning? Our democracy. Rev, I think everything is at stake right now. Rev. Um, when I think about democracy I, I, I think of it as its nature is there's a duality there are two pieces to it there's one aspect of a democracy that is about strength on the other hand democracy incredibly fragile it will only be as strong as our willingness to fight for it oh she's deep she's deep Rev I think everything is at stake The way I see democracy is it's duality, two pieces. Thank you, because I was scratching my head. What did she mean by duality? But then she answered for me, two pieces. Thanks. Thanks, heels up. You and Rev. Rev, I think everything is on the table, except for one thing, your back taxes. That's not on the table, Rev. You can go ahead and cheat the government all you want because you're black, or you can cheat the government all you want because you're the president's little boy, drug-addicted, drug-addled little nitwit. Those people in those categories, if you're black and if you're an activist and if you're the president's son, you too can cheat the government out of millions of dollars in tax money. And you can have the vice president sit down and do an interview with you. (laughs) That would make the only time in the history of the country where a, a sitting vice president has consented to an interview with a known criminal, a known fugitive, who refuses to pay his taxes. Only in America, you might say. Only in America under these corrupt bastards. But she worries about the democracy, she says, but she doesn't worry about the republic. Do you know why? 
Because Heels Up Harris doesn't know what a republic is. She's unaware that this is a republic. She thinks that most people get, oh, if I say democracy, they'll know what I mean. We do know what you mean. You're an idiot. We have never been under any other illusion other than you're a stooge. We mentioned at the beginning of the show about the song from Oliver Anthony, Richmond, North of Richmond. Now combine that with Try That in a Small Town from Jason Aldean a few weeks ago, and you have the last two number one songs who've zoomed to the top of the iTunes music chart. And what do they have in common? They're telling the criminals in this government to go F off. Newt Gingrich has an idea why these songs have gone viral. Both of those songs that are just sort of skyrocketed, both of them reflect the sense of, of alienation. That here we are, we're everyday, we're average Americans, and that there are things going on that we don't like, that challenge and threaten our lives, uh, and that we don't trust the people in power to care about us. And I think that that's a very deep part of what's going on in America today, is this sense, which, which in a way gets you back to Merrick Garland and, and the whole process of a corrupt system. But the notion that the people who have power, including financial power, actually don't operate on behalf of America. They operate selfishly on behalf of themselves and they leave everybody else behind. And I think this is a, I think what he's tapping into is a very deep sense, uh, that he's cutting through and telling the truth in a way that you very seldom have people do. And I think, frankly, um, that's part of what has powered uh, Donald Trump's entire political career. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Carpe diem again to Newt Gingrich. What a day he's having on the show, huh? Well, you're listening to the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Our friends at Window World want you to know simply this. They are simply the best for less. That's not a slogan. That's a way they do business. And they'll prove it to you, by the way. Most people won't prove it to you. Window World will. All you have to do for your end is to call them. 314-993-1800. They'll come out and give you a free in-home estimate. Free. And they'll prove to you how they're simply the best for less. They did it to me. They came out to my house and proved it to me. I had hail break through my windows. And Window World came out. And before I knew it, I had the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs in my house. And you know what I found out? First of all, I knew that they use double-strength glass in their windows without an upcharge. That's not an extra. And I knew that because of that, they could give me a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. But here's something else I knew. I found this out. My utility bills went down because they kept the the windows, kept the cool air in my house in in the summer, didn't let the hot air in. And in the wintertime, the warm air stayed home and the cold air stayed out. In addition, my air conditioner and furnace weren't running 24-7, so I didn't have to replace them. Another big expense. All because I got smart and called Window World. 314-993-1800, where they offer 18 months, same as cash financing, with approved credit. You'll never beat it. You'll never beat that deal. Just like you'll never have an energy drink better than Monster Energy Drink. I point out all the time that I drink the sugar-free can because it has just 10 calories and no sugar. When you want to be your best, when you want to be at the top of your game, when you want that push, you want that extra focus on the meeting you're about to go into, Monster Energy Drink delivers like nothing else. 
It's not just a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. Monster Energy Drink builds the lifestyle around their brand. That's why they have these cool events. They turn them into reality. That's why they bring your favorite bands to your hometown. That's why they back the athletes on the scene of the event. They celebrate with the fans. They throw parties. They unleash the beast that is Monster Energy. We'll be back with more of our show right here on KevinSlatonShow.com right after this. are dropping their own crops for the day a friend is in need and they've come to help it's what this community a lot of our community stand for somebody needs some help you'll get it Welcome you back in on this Tuesday morning. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, 
Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Don't forget the podcast right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and the anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find it. Same is true of our afternoon show that we do noon to two, a sports show, the Monster Energy Drink STL-Cars.com King's Court Sports Show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. And you can also hear that podcast here on our website and all of those other platforms. So nothing changes. Nothing changes. Our good friends at Taco Bell never change either. They just offer you the best food and lots of it and don't charge very much money. Isn't that the epitome of greatness in this country where you get something that's really good and you don't go broke paying for it? That's Taco Bell for you. We support all of the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations, and we'll tell you where they are. But make sure you pay attention, folks, because they have a dollar crave menu, a $5 crave menu, and they have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and late night. They have it all the time. You can get some great things. There are double chalupa in a box with two soft, excuse me, two tacos and a soft drink for five bucks. That's the $5 crave menu. You can get a double stuffed taco off the dollar crave menu. You can get morning sandwiches. You can get the two crunch wraps in the morning. You can get a grande scrambler in the morning, all under $3. Have you tried the breakfast quesadilla? Bacon and sausage crumbles, egg and cheese grilled in a flour tortilla. You can get steak on it too. As I mentioned, we support locally owned and operated businesses all the time and no different with Taco Bell. Here are the locations of the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations in our area. In Missouri, they're in the Chesterfield Valley, Cape Girardeau, Jackson, Union, St. Clair, Washington, Cape Girardeau. Did I mention the Cape? In Illinois, they're in Columbia, Decatur, Springfield, Carbondale, DuCoin, Troy, Salem, Jerseyville, and Waterloo. Those are all locally owned and operated wind, uh, Excuse me, a Taco Bell, not Window World, Taco Bell locations. All right, our phone lines are open. 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. If you want to weigh in on any of our topics uh, on the show this morning. Mitt Romney is at it again. This guy just can't. See, this is what's wrong with Republicans, people like Mitt Romney. It's incredible. Keep in mind that one of Donald Trump's only viable competitors, and he's not even viable at this point, is Vivek Ramaswamy. I think this is the guy that the president will pick as his running mate. That's my guess. He's another outsider. He has picked up tremendous recognizability over the past few months. But he also knows that a lot of what he's saying reflects what Donald Trump believes as well. They're both businessmen, both successful businessmen. Ramaswamy's a young man, but he's already amassed a fortune of $600 million. So here we come with Mittens Romney, the failed 2012 nominee, Republican nominee, who got his ass beat by Obama. Remember in 2016, he worked behind the scenes in the primaries to get all of the non-Trump candidates to coalesce around one candidate. In other words, he's doing it again now. So he wants them all to get behind either Ramaswamy or DeSantis, but he wants all of the rest of them to be for one, but not Trump. Now, someone asked Vivek Ramaswamy what he thinks of this. I don't really care what Romney wants, was his response. 
Carpe Diem Vivek Ramaswamy. I love this guy. I love him. I don't really care what Romney wants. Why would anyone care what Romney wants? Mitt Romney is one of the greatest failed politicians in political history. The people of Utah rue the day they ever elected that carpetbagger to the Senate. He'll never win re-election. He was a miserable failure as a political candidate running for president. Miserable failure. And now here he is trying to interject and meddle in the election so that he can somehow... He really believes he's some grand potentate that other Republicans listen to. Nobody listens to Mitt Romney. Nobody. I doubt if his wife even listens. Good for Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't really care what Romney wants. I love this guy. So here's the scenario. I used to think it made a lot of sense, and it did make a lot of sense, by the way, for DeSantis to run as Trump's running mate, and then we would have guaranteed ourselves 12 years in the White House. But DeSantis has proven to be a uh, uh, probably one of the most disloyal people and fraudulent, phony politicians that ever walked the earth. So the clear choice now is someone like Vivek Ramaswamy, Candace Owens, Winsome Fears. Those three, if you wanted to take someone who isn't white, would be the three to choose from. I tend to lean toward Ramaswamy, maybe Candace Owens, although I don't think Candace is there yet uh, with the extent of the business knowledge that Ramaswamy has. So I think Ramaswamy would be the right choice to ensure 12 years in the White House for Republicans, 12 years of outsiders. Boy, the liberals will go crazy. If for no other reason, Trump should pick him for that reason. Two outsiders taking on this corrupt machine, as you heard Newt Gingrich describe it earlier this morning. Two successful businessmen who know how to run a business. And the United States government is a business. It's just a bloated business. And what do both of them want to do? Eliminate the bloat. Vivek Ramaswamy wants to completely eliminate the FBI. It makes sense. He's explained his position many times, and it makes sense if you haven't heard it. It's very simple. We already have U.S. Marshals. We already have people in in police and law enforcement that are above your local law enforcement. Why do we need the FBI? We don't. They're simply a corrupt arm of the Department of Justice. That's all they are. We don't need them. Just eliminate them. Don't reform them. You can't reform them. They're too corrupt. Then you go in and you take out the people that are running the Department of Justice and fire every single one of them unless they can prove to you that they are doing a fair job in pursuing justice. But if they're political animals, get rid of them. And you don't have to fill the positions. Now you've eliminated a lot of your problem in Washington, the FBI and the Department of Justice. You've taken steps to root out the Department of Justice rodents, and you've completely eliminated the FBI. The other person, of course, that I've always mentioned, and my director of research reminds me, is Carrie Lake. I mentioned her yesterday with the other three. Those four people, from that pool should come the vice president if Donald Trump's the nominee, and he will be. 
unquestionably he will be. So that you get the two outsiders running, I'm telling you, this country will be so well served if Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy gain the White House and the Vice President's mansion that you won't you won't know what hits you. I mean, all of this crap will go away because the Department of Justice will be prosecuting the criminals instead of the criminals prosecuting the innocent people, which is what's going on now. Donald Trump's too honorable to have his Department of Justice Attorney General make up crimes. He could have nailed Hillary Clinton, and that's one mistake he learned really the hard way. When he said he was going to make sure she was behind bars and then he didn't follow up on it, I think his heart took over. He's a nice guy at heart. Everybody tells you that that knows him. And I think that's what happened there. He just wanted to let bygones be bygones. Well, with liberals, you can never do that. Ever. Ever. It's like in a football game. If you get the enemy down 31 to nothing and you start letting up, you're going to be behind 34-31 before you know it hits you. When you're up 31 nothing, you want to be up 61 to nothing. And that's what you got to do with liberals. Because they're rodents. And until you squash them, they will always try to come back and bite you. That's what they are. They're not human. Liberals are not human by any stretch of the imagination. They're sick people. Very sick. And they lie. So, How about Janet Yellen's lie? Now, this is the Treasury Secretary. She's claiming now that the jump in the price of gas, and you've felt it if you've ever gone to the pump in the last 10 days, is due in part to demand due to the summer driving season and some global factors. Now, of course, she doesn't say what those are, global factors. But she says gas prices are much lower than they were at the peak. And while gas prices are an area of uncertainty, there's nothing uncertain about them. They're sky high. She says, more broadly, inflation has come way down. So I think the inflation news, here we go, folks, has been overall excellent. Do any of you feel that way? How many people out there listening right now think Janet Yellen's a liar? I do. I don't think it. I know it. The inflation news is overall excellent. Not good. Not okay. Excellent. In the meantime, gas prices are hovering at about three fifty in the St. Louis area. Way up. They were what were they when Donald Trump at one point when Donald Trump was in office, they were dollar sixty. I'll never forget that. I remember going to the gas to get the uh, the gas station to get gas, and the guy in front of me gets out and he goes, Can you believe this? I said, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just be happy it's here. Dollar sixty. I think it was like two twenty or two thirty when he left office, and here we are. These people act like the problems that they created at record highs, if they're not at the record high level of inflation now, that somehow they're successful. If the record high gas prices have come down a little bit, somehow they're successful. What? That's like a ball player going 0 for 100, and all of a sudden he closes his eyes and gets two hits, and then he goes, look at me. It's overall excellent. No, no, it's not. Overall, you're two for 100. So it's just one more lie that people in, in the Biden regime will tell you. And Yellen is a good one at lying. She's also a good one at just being mortally stupid, which she is also. The violence in the country has gotten so out of hand 
and so disgusting. Have you been to Jefferson Barracks Cemetery? I have. I go every Memorial Day and every Christmas, and I lay wreaths and flowers and American flags. I do that because I do it out of a sense of caring for those who gave their lives to us. I leave them on gravestones. I don't know people. They're random, but they're randomly people that died in, in battle. That doesn't mean I'm disrespecting other veterans, but I just want the ones who gave their lives in battle to know that at least they're being thought of. So I do that. And I always notice on the wall when you go in there are these memorial plaques. And they're from the, the, the service branches in our country. Well, now the thieves have gone into Jefferson Barracks Park and plaques commemorating the soldiers were stolen from the Barracks Park. They ripped them right off the wall. There's a Veterans Memorial Amphitheater in the park. The insignia logo plaques for the Army and the Marines have been stolen. (laughs) Who does this kind of stuff? What kind of monsters have been created in this country? Liberals, that's who. If you find these people that took these, when you find them, I will bet you every penny I'll ever make or have ever made that they will identify as liberals. Who'd you vote for? They'll tell you Biden. There's no question about that. Only a liberal could be a monster like that. And that's what you are. You're a monster. These are people who gave their life so you could have the right to steal that. Well, you don't have the right, actually, because you're going to pay consequences when you're caught. It's just unconscionable and it never ends. So we've had so many different things this morning, including finding out that William Barr actively blocked an investigation into voter fraud. Actively blocked it. And while now he's going around pontificating about his new book and telling everybody that Donald Trump, the charges against Donald Trump are legitimate. The first thing a new attorney general should do is prosecute William Barr. Charge him, indict him. He's a traitor. He did not fulfill his oath of office, and then he lied about it. And he intentionally covered up voter fraud in an election. That's what William Barr is. So that tells you all about all you need to know about George W. Bush. It's funny how we find these things out through their surrogates, isn't it? This um, whistleblower frenzy that's all of a sudden taken over the country, a, a, ra- a rash of honesty and integrity and character that none of these crooks ever thought would happen. That's what's getting them. They can't stand it. So they're going to take it out on Trump because I think they believe that Donald Trump motivated people to have some character. Be honest. Put the country first. And I think that infuriates them so that when you have a guy blow the cover off of William Barr's corruption, he hates Donald Trump for it. When people blow it, blow up the Biden crime family syndicate, they hate Donald Trump for it. I think Donald Trump gave these whistleblowers courage, courage to come forward and do the right thing. Mitt Romney. Good Lord. 636-348-4460. Who puts Mitt Romney in the Senate? Utah, what is wrong with you? Did you see where Biden has now done an end run and is ignoring a Supreme Court decision? What do I tell you when I tell you that these people 
couldn't care less about the rule of law. They don't care about judicial decisions. When they go against them, they just ignore them. Biden's moving forward with a plan that will cancel $39 billion in student loan debt. (laughs) Some clown liberal judge in Michigan, a federal judge appointed by liberals, said that a lawsuit filed by the Cato Institute and the Mackinac Center for Public Policy against the Department of Education lacks standing. So he threw the case out. But that shouldn't matter. Why Why is it even necessary for that? For that case to be filed? Did they forget that in June, just in June, the Supreme Court struck down Biden's attempt to write off these billions of dollars in federally held student loan debt? The ruling was that Biden had overstepped his executive authority. Biden doesn't care. He calls this his alternative path. It's it's unbelievable. So somebody somebody with standing is going to have to sue him in federal court to stop this. He's giving more of your tax money away, more effect on inflation. It's just unbelievable how liberals couldn't care less about judges. Biden should be smacked down and censored by the Supreme Court. He's in direct violation of their ruling. Why isn't this man arrested by federal agents and put in jail? You and I would be. You go find out. Go find out on something as small as, let's say, a a restraining order. Violate that. The judge tells you not to go talk to X, Y, or Z or go to their house, and you go ahead and do it. And then see where you end up. We know where you'll end up, but not Joe Biden. He can defy the Supreme Court of the United States, tell him to go fuck off, and nothing happens to him. What a country. We're back fighting the good fight again tomorrow morning for you, 7 to 9, right here, only live in the Kevin Slayton Show, or in the, uh, win, uh, uh, on Slayton Show.com, the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court. We'll do that again tomorrow. But at noon today, we'll be fighting the sports fight for you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Tune us in there at noon. The podcast will be after on that as well. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. (laughs) 